Hello, hello. Thanks for checking out the podcast. I'm uh, your co-host, Ethan Parker. Brendan Dodge. And uh, today we have another episode of Focus Fridays. So, uh, Brendan, what about this episode are folks going to find interesting? Ethan, tremendous question. And that is actually the basis of our episode today. It is what types of questions, what, uh, what do great questions look like, when to use those questions uh, in a conversation with a prospect. Um, how do those questions make the prospect and the seller feel till they get to a desired state? Um, so we break those down today and it, there's, we give you a couple of quick hitting tips that you can implement uh, as soon as you're done listening to this episode. Test a few of them out on your next disco call. Yeah, awesome. And then a couple of quick things before we jump to the episode. Everyone, uh, we at Alt Sales are hiring both for enterprise SDRs, for uh, SDR managers, um, and for AEs slash sales consultants. So we are hiring across the board. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about what we got going on and interested in you know, joining a really world-class team, I'm biased, of course, um, shoot me an email. It's ethan at altisales.com. And if you are an individual rep out there and you're looking to level up your sales chops, want to learn more things about outbound, both landing the meeting and running great discovery and demos and negotiation, um, hit up about Outbound Squad. It's a program specifically for individual reps that you know, love landing big meetings with their prospects, but you know, hate sending hundreds of cold emails, making hundreds of cold calls and, and not getting anything in response. Or you have people that ghost you after discovery. It's the worst. So you want to talk to me a little bit more about um, Outbound Squad? Shoot me an email at ethan at blissfulprospecting.com. And without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome to the Revenue Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Parker. Let's go. If you're not answering why change, you can go ahead and close lost that deal. The problem with outbound sales is AEs are talking to people like they're already in the consideration phase of the buyer's journey, and they're not. We have to shift everything in our discovery to be entirely customer-centric. You have to make them lean in. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Revenue Podcast, and this is Focus Fridays with my man, Brendan. As usual, Brendan, how was your Easter weekend? It was fantastic. Uh, got out to play around a golf, full 18 holes on Saturday. And for first round, I hit my personal best. So I'm really happy about oh. that. Uh, then outside of that, uh, Easter Sunday and uh, dinner on Saturday was amazing. How about yourself? Uh, it was good, man. I, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in Charleston, as you know, and around here we have lots of little shacks around <laughs> on the side of the road or by the by the water where you can just like go get um, fresh seafood that was literally you know swimming around earlier today. So, on uh, we did a family thing on um, Friday night, and then uh, Saturday night I did a little date night with the wife, and then um, Sunday night I picked up some fresh mussels and uh, fresh tuna and made some tuna steaks and mussels at the house, and that was thebomb.com. Yes, I just said that. I'm bringing it back. Yeah. That was delicious. It was. It was delicious. But shall we get down to business? So Focus Fridays, this is all about kind of chatting through some of the things we've seen on the week and um, exchanging some, you know, try to get as tactical as we can on some feedback and things you can start implementing straight away in your um, sales calls, discovery calls, intro calls, as we all know, discovery never stops, but you know, it's along the lines of doing great discovery. So with that said, Brendan, what's, uh, what's been something that you've seen over the last week or so that, that you want to impact today? 
Yeah, well, we uh, I see this a lot, but you and I, we talk about this on a fairly uh, frequent basis when certain things pop up in conversations, and that is questioning. You know, what types of questions to ask at certain points uh, when a prospect shares something instead of moving right over to pitching your product or whatnot, sit back, take a breath, relax, and be curious. Ask questions to learn a little bit, to learn a little bit more about their world. Um, so that's really what I want to, what we want to unpack today. What are the best types of questions to ask when a prospect brings up certain things about their world? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, what I hate so much about this is oftentimes orgs give like sets of questions for people to ask. And like, I'm not saying that they're always like shit questions, but you know, if used improperly or bad timing, I was reading an article today about like mapping your, uh, your questions to like the phase of the buyer's journey. And like, you know, there's, there's so many variables here, but to the specific example you just brought up, we see this so, so much. Right. And that question, you know, you may ask a little bit about like what's going on, what kind of initiatives they have and they share with prospect shares what they're trying to do. And then rep, Oh, Oh, we help with that. Let me show you how that goes right to <laughs> right to the solution. Right. So um, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. You need to be curious. We need to be curious. So before we kind of dive into the like, you know, SaaS or whatever, any, it doesn't matter. It's not just SaaS, but any type of sales situation. First, I would love to start this off with a super quick real world example, because, you know, and that's what I love so much about sales. It applies in so many different things, but, um, Brendan, I'm going to ask you a couple of different questions and, you know, don't, don't overthink it, but so what's just, what's a, what's a favorite restaurant you have top restaurant doesn't be the absolute favorite. What's the favorite restaurant you have around where you're at? Yard house. Okay. So Brendan and I are in conversation and he says that yard house is his favorite restaurant. And then I say, why is uh, why is yard house your favorite restaurant? Cause they have a lot of beers, Ethan. They got a lot of beers. Okay. Okay. So when you ask someone, a why based question in general, it kind of, you have a psychological need to defend your position and that you feel like maybe someone disagrees and trying to justify it. And the only time that I want a prospect to be justifying or defending their position is when I'm wanting them to defend like why they want to buy my thing. <laughs> right. So if instead, Brendan, I would ask you, Hey, uh, curious, Brendan, what about yard house makes it your favorite? Uh, well, it's five minutes away from the house, and it's a centralized point from uh, a couple other areas I, I frequent. Um, they have a lot of beers on tap that are phenomenal. A lot of local beers. Um, they have my favorite brewery, my favorite local brewery on tap, which not a lot of bars do. Uh, and their food's just tremendous, and they have uh, you know really nice service there. Interesting. How how uh, how so is the the service um, like really really what 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 like what sticks out to you about the service? Uh, well, so they could be uh, they could be funny. Uh, this one time, I was looking to order a Bud Light, and this uh, woman challenged my manhood a little bit because I was at a I was at a tap room, and she goes, "We have all these amazing crafted beers, and you're going to go with a Bud Light." And I go, "You're right. I'm not going to go with a Bud Light." And I picked their house beer. So she, uh, yeah, it was fun. I, I, I got, it, got it. And you mentioned it was kind of like centrally located as other place you frequent that that's something that you and the wife like to do, or you and the buddies, you kind of maybe like hop around a little bit. Is that, is that why that's um, kind of like a nice thing for you? Well, every Wednesday, I'm, you know, this, I'm a part of a soccer league and uh, after soccer is over, we pop on over to yard house and it's, you guessed it five minutes away from where we play soccer. 
There you go. All right, we'll stop the role play now. But just look at the world of difference in the answer to those two questions. Because if I ask you, why is Yard House your favorite question? Well, dude, they got a lot of beers. And then like, where do I go with that? I could say, oh, what type of beer do you like to drink? Maybe, you know, like, maybe, but where do you, where do I go with that? And instead of asking, hey, what about that makes you your favorite? You rattle off, I wasn't counting, but like, you know, five, six things about it that you like so much. And that opened up our opportunities for me to understand deeper. That's all I'm trying to do. It's trying to deeply understand like the, the why behind it. But if I ask the why question in a what-based format, I get such a more detailed answer because we were, we were riffing about this, Brendan. I think, I think it was you that mentioned this to me and that like, just like with, with the way the questions asked and like kind of makes you like lean back and think, well, what about, what about it does make it my favorite, right? And so you give a more thoughtful question. Right. Like, I think you said this happened to you in a, in like a real life, like relationship question too. (laughs) It was quite quite fascinating. And and internally, I mean, we talk about the benefits it has for a sales rep when you ask it in a what or how based way, but internally with the prospect, like when you asked me a why based question, I immediately felt defensive, but I was a little bit more closed Uh, when you asked the what, and you didn't, when I stopped, you didn't try to interject a little bit. You kept silent and I felt compelled to describe more about why I liked Yardhouse. So I gave you like, instead of the one, like one bit of information, I gave you like three or four bits of information. And then you dug it even, even, even more. Um, so like, I felt compelled. Yeah, that's an important note. The silence there. I didn't, I didn't think about that and, and thinking about my answer here, but it's important that you call that out. That I, I am going to ask it and I am going to be quiet until you until you answer. It's it's just conditioning for me at this point, which is which is the point here. This is stupid simple. If you start to implement these and, and be disciplined and and being curious, and like there are people that I know that are so naturally curious. Well, to everyone listening, I'm not. I am not. I make a lot of assumptions. I think I know what you're going to say already. Like I have the same conversations over and over and over, just like every seller's out there. And I know some really great sellers that they don't have to try to be curious. Well, I do. And I, it is not a skill that's unlearnable. And what I've been able to do is just focus on these questioning types and it just becomes conditions. So let's, let's break down the questioning type. Um, so there's how-based, there's what-based, and there's why-based, Okay. We mentioned already why-based questions are going to naturally make folks feel a little bit on the defense, a little bit coming from a place of justification and to explain why I feel this way. And if you, again, think non-sales situation, so take, take it out of just me trying to sell a thing and put it into a real-life example. This works with your kids, with your wife, with your friends, with anything. If you ask a why-based question, why-based question, people feel the need to defend that position. That's what naturally happens. Doesn't necessarily mean that's a negative. It's not what I'm saying, but it just naturally puts you a little bit on the defense. If I ask a what-based question, it makes it seem like I'm trying to understand, which is what we are actually trying to do. We're actually trying to understand our prospect. You ask a what-based question, it seems that way. And so you feel like someone's asking for help. They need more details. They don't fully understand. So you feel inclined to fill in some gaps for them. And then you know you have how-based questions. So how-based questions are really more around understanding status quo, process, current state, day-to-day, what happened, how are they tackling things? And again, that same thing is true in a personal example. In the, in the personal example you gave me, as you said, it has really great, you know, the, the, the restaurant has a really great, like the experience is really good. And you go like, how so? 
you're going to tell me like very tactical things about how the restaurant provides a really good experience, right? If I were to ask you, you know, what about the experience is like the most important part to you? That's a little bit different. You're going to tell me a little bit more of the why behind you feel that way, right? So that's the point. Why-based questions are going to create a little bit of a defensive need to justify standpoint. You want that in certain scenarios in sales, particularly whenever folks, when you get to a point later in the conversation, you want them to, to defend why your thing makes sense. It's a really great place to use why-based questions. When you're trying to understand their why, why might be what you're thinking, but you want to ask it in a what-based question. That will uncover the why behind and drive impact. So how, uh, sorry, why-based, defensive, justification. What-based, impact the why behind, the thing behind whatever they just said. And how-based questions, status quo, process, current state. So pretty much any time in a conversation when you feel yourself about to ask why, just change it to a what-based question and you'll get a much more detailed answer. It's that stupid simple. So next time, next week, whenever your next discovery call is, make a commitment to yourself that anytime you want to say why, you're going to replace it with a what-based question. What about this is? Or what about that makes this X? How so? How is that uh, relative to what you mentioned here? How is that going to impact the team? How will that be measured? What does success look like? What would the perfect scenario look like? All fantastic questions in that moment. So I think that's it, Brennan. Do we want to unpack anything else? I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. All right. So that's your Focus Fridays for today. Let us know what you think about these guys. We wanted to try to maybe cut these down, make them super specific and tactical on like one specific thing at a time. So we'd love to get your feedback. If you haven't taken the time to uh, rate, like, share the show, it would mean the world to me and Brendan. helps us get more great guests. And uh, we can drop a little sneak preview. We have super uh, special guests I'm excited about. We're actually going to be um, interviewing them tomorrow, but you'll probably hear this episode first. We have Jordana Zeldin and her partner, John coming on the podcast. They are really, I'm really a huge fan of how they question and the types of questions they use and the psychology there. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune in that. It should be, it should be popping up like not long after this one. And uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for tuning in team. Peace.